Welcome to the Junior Seniors Two Views Podcast. We are on deck for another wonderful episode with my counterpart, Junior. Hello. It's Saturday. It is the 7th of January. Thank you very much. Episode 127. Let's get started. Sean Payton could make a return to coaching. If so, where to? You know, there's rumors that he's already set up a coaching staff. You know, he's sitting in he's sitting at, you know, Fox Studios doing his punditry and his mm-hmm. prognostications. But, you know, I I mean, it's gonna have to be somewhere that has a quarterback. Oh yeah, he's not he's not going to So that some. just makes sense to me. An offensive guy, offensive you need a you need a quarterback. He's not right? going to some team with a with a quarterback that isn't able to be developed right now. Well, no. I mean, you want to be sitting somewhere where you got some something to work with. So, oh, yeah. look, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett just got fired. <laughs> Broncos would be all right. Look, as much as I you, don't think, honestly, I don't think that's a bad move. As much as everybody wants Peyton, to rag on Russell Westbrook, Peyton's a little bit overrated as a coach, in my opinion. Yeah, what? A little bit. Come on, he I won a Super Bowl. He won a he won a Super Doesn't Bowl. How- he, he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't on. think I don't think he's one of the best coaches of all time. But he's he's Not one of the best. He's, he's a good coach. He is a good coach. He's won a Super Bowl. That puts you in the rarefied air. Yeah, that pretty yeah. much decides where you can go. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, Bounty Gate's rubbing me. I know, on, but on he me. paid the price for that, didn't he? Yeah, right. Sort of. And and let me look. He had Drew Brees. That's a good. That's a good thing to have for all those years. So he has to have a quarterback coming in. So forget yeah. about Indianapolis. That's a that's a train wreck. Yeah. Forget about. Carolina, that's a train wreck. He's not going, not going to Indy. He's not going to Indy. He's not going to they, Carolina. They just, they just finished their their stint of rent a quarterback, so they're going to be um, picking one in the draft. It's probably going to be C.J. Stroud. No, it doesn't matter. Look, I don't think I think he goes somewhere with a quarterback. I think Denver makes sense because yep. you got Russell Wilson there, and you can say what you want about Russell Wilson. You can say what you want about Denver Broncos well, is he, having a is crappy he, season. Is he ready to come out of retirement? Who knows? Look. For years, you know the one coach that everybody thought was going to come out of retirement and didn't? Bill Cowher. Yeah. As soon as Bill Cowher left the Steelers, there was all these rumors. Nope. You know, yeah. Carolina this, this team, that team. And you know what? He's never come back. He saw his pay packet and said, I don't want to. I won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't want to come back again. He, he won. So look, I mean, there's rumors. Sean Payton can go anywhere he wants to. Yeah. All right? So who knows what's going to happen there? Yep. All right, next question. You grab this one. I'll grab this one. Let me just look for it. I'll find my questions. All right. Could Jim Harbaugh make a return to NFL? So this, we're going from Peyton to Harbaugh. This is a cyclical thing. Every single year, people are like, oh, could Jim Harbaugh make a return to the NFL for some beleaguered team that needs a chance? He's not coming beleaguered. back. He's not coming back. How many? I, I swear, we've had this conversation like twice, <laughs> twice in a row, every single year. We've been doing this for almost three years now. He's Have not we? almost. Holy cow. He's not coming. That's a long time. He's not coming back. Uh, I, I just think we need to sh- shut this whole line of uh, discourse down. Jim Harbaugh is never coming back to the NFL. He's got his money. He just took um, Michigan almost to the to the playoff. Damn near. Okay. And he's 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 there. He's comfortable at his alma mater. So why would he come back? Okay. So. It's reported that he he was, you know, contacting about Carolina. That's just look. That's all hearsay. Who knows whether or not he made a call to Tepper and said, you know, is there a position there ready to coach? Um, I don't know. But that this is also Jim Harbaugh's doing. Jim Harbaugh likes to feel relevant. Jim Harbaugh likes to feel like he can speak to the idea that he can still coach in the NFL. 
and I'm with you. I, I don't see that happening. Uh, you're in college. You're making buckets of money as opposed to what you'll make in the NFL. I mean, I Coaches what, make far less money in the NFL than like, they do there. Jim Kelly's making $9.5 million <coughs> a year at LSU right now. Jim Kelly's making Chip, nine, not Jim Kelly, Jim Brian Ke- Kelly, Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly. He's making nine point five million dollars, and a all year. he had to do is throw in a Southern drawl and say, "I do no, declare." No other <laughs> coach in the NFL right now, or well, like the the rank and, the rank and file coaches, the elite money. coaches are making close to that. Yeah, but, but yeah. no, no other coach, rank and file, or in the mid mid tier of coaches yeah. in the NFL, are making near enough that. Well, much. this is the thing for me is also, it's Michigan. That's it. Enough said. Yeah. Michigan, Alabama. If you're a top 25 school, ranked school, you, your job is pretty safe because you get everybody. And, he doesn't and, have a, to, and there's something called the transfer portal. He, do, he doesn't have to deal with the pros and the stresses not. of the pros. No. They get, or they can transfer. Guys um, can transfer. Now. I mean, check. check. Uh, I know Harbaugh worked out in the NFL very well, but check guys who didn't work out in the NFL like Meyer. And like Saban, um, like Saban Sa- didn't work out. Saban didn't work out that in the NFL. Uh, Chip Kelly had Chip, some, Chip, some, Chip Kelly, some success. Chip Kelly's body. Chip Kelly's shtick wore off after a while. It did. Uh, Bobby Petrino. So, like, you think about you think about coaches who just want to stay in college and just have these kids do their bidding, but not for lack of trying, right? Yeah. Matt Rule tried and he failed. And oh, he's, that was a, but he's scuttling. That, but he found a job. He got back. He's back at yeah, Nebraska. Yeah, that was a definition of false advertisement. Could that be your boy's chance, Cliff? Huh? Could Cliff potentially be fired? He'll find a job. Oh, he'll find a job easy. He'll find. Look at look at Bama. Look how they've revived um, people like Bill O'Brien and Steve Sarkeesian to go on to head coach uh, head coach at different schools. Yeah, like Steve Sarkeesian got a job. At Texas, from um, from being uh, Saban's OC at Alabama. Yeah. So you think about that. I think it's a college is a way for these um, washed up NFL coaches to start over or just stay there, or just stay there and make their money. All right. Moving yeah. on. Next question. Yeah. Okay with the cancellation of the Bills Bengals game. I'm not okay with it. Oh my God. I'm not okay with it. And I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Okay, I've given this a lot. I've given okay. It's fine for you to disagree. You have a right to disagree. I've given this some thought. I've given this a lot of thought. I really have. It's not about moving on. Forget about what happened. Uh, Injuries on the field happen. They happen all the time. I'm not way before you were born. Way before I was born. They've been out there. I'm just saying that the 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 NFL is tinkering with things now. They're creating this just as a caveat to this. They're creating this neutral field championship game. Well, basically, the AFC is going to be a championship game on neutral ground, which is, to me, nuts. It should be the home field that has an opportunity to play a championship game. Well, that's besides game. the point. That, I'm just saying. That's it's all the, the We're but talking about I know, this but game. it's all on the heel of this. I disagree with this because there was there's a lot of implications now. There's a lot of in, things to pull apart well, now. Okay. They could have uh, delayed it a week. Okay. They could have uh, delayed it another allow, couple weeks. Allow me to retort here. You think about what happened with DeMar Hamlin. Nobody could could have predicted. Injuries happen all the time. It's football, but this is as as Skip said. This is something different. This this was potentially Camito Cordoris, right in the middle of the heart, at the perfect time, at the perfect beat. No one could have predicted this would happen. Demar Hamlin damn near lost his life. 
Thankfully, he's talking and he's speaking with teammates. And just as a side note to that, he'll probably never play another game in the NFL again. And I hope he goes on to live a long, fulfilling life, considering his toy drive has made over $8 million uh, because of everything. But you think about this, right? Don't call it a win. Don't call it a tie. Don't call it a loss. Just scrub it. Just call it a no contest. Put an asterisk on it. And I think this is one of the few moves that I agree with that the NFL has done. Because you cannot resume this game. You can't. You can't. What what are they going to say? The Bengals were in the lead by four when this happened. They They were going to start from zero. No, 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 no. No. You can't play this game knowing everything that happened. You can't do it. There's so much context behind what happened in this game. You think about T. Higgins as well. He was getting death threats for doing nothing wrong. Okay. He, if if Demar Hamlin, if the worst case scenario happened and Demar Hamlin, God forbid, passed away, he would have had survivor's guilt from this. Do you really think that the NFL would have restarted the, that game? I don't think they should restart the game. I think this is the perfect decision to make, and it's this decision that should have been made and had to be made. Okay. It's as simple as that. Okay. You could not restart this game. Right. I don't okay. care about right. legacies. I don't care okay, about okay, seeding. Okay, okay. I don't that, care about okay. the AFC okay. Championship okay. game. Okay. Rub it away. Okay. Well, I disagree with that highly. I just feel like the game could have been postponed and you replay it at another time. Because those two teams, let's face it, could see each other again in a in a divisional playoff or championship situation. I mean, we do do that. Look, I so mean, that's just me. I think I mean, it's very could, complicated. I mean, they could, but you can't. You can't just play, play, restart this game with everyone knowing because everyone on that field saw what happened. We know the Bills there, almost. Uh, the Bills players they thought they lost a brother in arms that night. You okay. can't restart that game. It's conceivable that they'll probably meet in the playoffs, which is fine. But you cannot restart this game. Okay. It's as simple as that. It's not good optics whatsoever. All right, all right. Yeah. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Next. Is the trend of high-scoring individual performance in the NBA uh, coming to an end? I've heard a lot of discourse around um, they should get rid of the three or they should uh, decrease the three. Um, and I've heard, also heard um, a lot of people say they should potentially move the three-point line back a little bit because that's what they've done before. Mm-hmm. They, they did that before. Mm-hmm. They might do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it could could come to an end. Um, although we just saw Zach Levine today put up 41 and have 11 threes, the most in Bulls history. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to come to an end anytime soon because we're in the era of scoreball. Mm-hmm. We, uh, scoring the basketball is what matters in today's NBA. If you cannot shoot the ball at a high level, mm-hmm. you're going to get left behind. Mm-hmm. Check Ben Simmons. Okay. So, you can't do that. If, you, if that's the case, you might as well get rid of the baggy shorts and go back to the 70s where the shorts were like up near the crotch. Yeah. And then wipe away the three-point line, which is ridiculous. We know the three-point... Look, the three-point line itself is evolved. Because in my time, and I'm pretty old now, I consider myself an old guy... Three point, three, the three point shot was more of a specialty thing. You had specialty guys, you know, like a guy like Craig Hodges, former Bull. That's his job. John Paxson, former Bull. They were there for the three. That was their job. Now everybody can shoot it. I don't think it's about that because Donovan Mitchell put 71 up the other night. And yeah. Laurie Marketing, your boy. Yeah. He put up 49. Yeah. But I think it's less about that and more about one thing a lack of defense. Period. That's it. 
They was playing. Marketing was playing the Rockets. Rockets are horrible. Yeah, they were a bad. The Rockets team. are a really, really bad, bad team. team. Yeah. So I mean, you you know, I think the level of defense has kind of gone back by the wayside. You know, and it's and there's a lot less hand checking nowadays. You can't do that. Like it's not yeah. what it used well, to be. Well, the hand check rule was still implemented in the '90s. That was still. I know, but I'm just I'm just looking at the amount of scoring that's going on and guys. And then look, I mean, you have guys who can well, who can shoot from well, there. Well, it's not about defense and moving anymore. back to three point lines. Not going to change anything. It's, it's not, guys like Steph and Dame, they can shoot from there. It's not about it's not about defense anymore. It's about it should it's about, be. It's about outscoring the opponent. It's if you look at the if you look at the landscape of the NBA, if you plant guys like Steph and Dame or guys that can shoot it from range in the nineties, they're going to adapt. To the rules of then, that's just how talent plays out. Yeah. Talent plays out in any era. But I think I, I so if think they if they adjust to tough defense like that, they're still going to be amazing because yeah. generational talent plays out in any era. Yeah, I still I still say that there's more of an ability of players who can now shoot and dunk and move and shoot. Well, because that's and that, it's just evolved because, because that's the meta. Everyone, that's the matter in the NBA because if you once again if you don't if you cannot score at a high level shooting the ball from at least at least twenty five feet you're gonna get left behind. Yeah. That's why Giannis has developed a mid range game yeah. because he knows he needs to at least develop that. Right. He can't really shoot the three. That's that's conceivable, but he can at least do a nice little bump off Paul Pierce type thing from the mid range, which has made him a more dynamic player. I just think the defenses just have to be accountable because again, Laurie Martin. The defenses is do, the defenses do need to be accountable, but like like people say. Good offense beats good, be, better offense beats good defense, and we're seeing a trend of better offense. And I just think that's that's how it is right now. Yep. The, it's not like teams are not playing defense, but there are just so many players with deep offensive bags yep. that they can't really scheme, scheme as they might. Okay, they're gonna concede points. All right. Next question. Um, why are the Suns struggling? Uh, no, Devin Booker. No Devin Booker. That'll, yeah. That's the be. That's that's the answer to everything. There's so no Devin Booker. So that's it. They've lost one. They've lost one, two, three, four, five out of their last six. Five of those came against uh, came, came the Knicks. Uh, beat them against the winning Knicks, teams. Nuggets, though. Wizards, Raptors, and Cavs. One of those teams. Uh, like a couple of those teams were winnable games. Like Washington's you think, you think about you think about the the Wizards. Wizards okay, stink. they're they're playing decent right now. Yeah, I like Kyle Kuzma. The Raptors are not that good this not season. Not that good either. The Knicks, you could, they could have had them, but like they ain't having the Knicks. They have a winning record. Yeah, but I I feel Bite like I feel like this team right now. It's it's not just a Devin Booker. There's there's I've had a bad feeling about the Suns this whole year. Because of one main storyline, and that's DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams. Yeah, man, they I mean, don't click whatsoever. They don't click. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just uh, DeAndre Ayton's a bit too headstrong to realize he needs to do everything, mm. or Monty Williams isn't just like trying to adapt. But something's going wrong there because it takes a lot for Monty Williams to just like just fold like this and just be done. I will say this that. Um, it's a lot harder this time. I think that when you're with a team for that long, it's the same guys chasing a ring. Like Chris Paul, we know, has been chasing a ring for a long time. I think listening to the coach sometimes can be white noise. Maybe that's what it is. I think maybe Aiton felt a bit 
sort of he was prepared to leave and go to Indianapolis. He was oh, prepared to go to Indiana. Well, Indy, Indy offered Indy offered, uh, money. offered a lot because he was money. an RFA, right? And so and ultimately he signed the signed back with the Suns, but for at what price? And I also think that they they got beat down, you know, to lose the finals with the way they did. And then, then to go then back and lose humili- to Dallas. Then that humiliation it's against very Dallas. Hard to, it's very hard to come back and try to, to get that motivation. But and this, when this, you're looking at a team like the Nuggets right now, who are deep, deep, deep. That is a deep roster. Yeah. You pull that roster out, That is a you got guys who are coming off the bench who should be starting. That's a deep roster right there. Right now they're playing lights out. So it's very hard if you're... You know, being except the six, seven, well, eight, well, looking do, up. Do the Suns start to look at the deadline and say we need to start to dig into our futures pool and go and get some depth here? Because that seems to be their one of their big. They don't issues. have a lot of depth. They don't not have a lot depth. of size either. Not a lot of size. And they either. got they got picks. They got assets. Not a lot of size. And there are players. And maybe you think about going to get Kuzma. Maybe you think about him as a three, a, a, a third, fourth option on that team. He would fit nicely as another scorer mm. on that team. Maybe you think about going to get him. The price will probably be two first-round picks. Maybe. Because he's playing well this season. That's what the Wizards will ask for if they want. Well, if you'll they see want the, we'll know him. the teams who will be making their fire sale. But, but it's just, it's the the bottom line for the Suns is this. It's not going to be as easy for them this time around. Yeah, a lot the harder. It's going to be so much harder. harder for them with the Grizzlies rising, the Pelicans around, too much going on. with the Nuggets around. The West is the West is a dogfight this year. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the playoffs Kings, started the, today. The, the Kings Look. are the fifth seed. Right. We're crying out loud. The Kings. I'm telling who, you. Who had the Kings as the fifth seed this year? Nobody. Yeah, but I had the Kings going nowhere. But the West is crowded. Pretty much everybody's a couple games behind each other. And you have the, the Suns. Right now, even at twenty and twenty. So, so if the playoffs started today, they'd actually be in a play-in, not a playoff. And the Warriors aren't going to go away. They're still in the sixth seed, the playoff spot. Of course. And the the play-in spot is the play-in spots are still a dogfight. Clippers are there. Blazers are playing there's decent still this lot, year. Look, there's still a lot the of games. Jazz left. are surprising. We're at the halfway mark almost, but I mean, yeah. you could be concerned because basically, oh, you have to be you know, concerned. If you're a Suns fan, you have to be concerned about this team. I think they, if they have any chance, they're going to have to go in at the deadline Make and look for some pieces. Somebody. They're going to have to get get somebody or tinker with this group. All right, moving yep. on. Will the Mets actually sign Carlos Correa? Correa. Uh, Cano. Maybe not. Yeah. Because right now, it's it's all this. It's just basically turned gone quiet. Yeah. Um, Hasn't it? I did see on um, SNY today that uh, through sources, the, the Mets and Correa's camp have been frustrated with one another to get things done mm-hmm. on a negotiated contract because of uh, the failed physical. Um, will he be around? I don't think so. I, I Because the Mets I, are just concerned. I would say probably not. But it has to be more information out there to say it's at a stalemate. But if you're both sides, you don't want to give in. If you're the Mets and now you do this physical, I'm just confused about the level of Understanding, because if you're the Giants, it said no. Certainly, you're the Mets, and you jumped on it and said, "Let's give this guy this much money for this many years." Now you're like, "Wait a minute." Well, because that's why physicals are of after. Course, of course, that's why we physicals are that. after the initial right. offer. But now it's like, okay, now what do you do? Do you go back? 
presenting something else that well, has that's what, that's what they that's you what know, they've that's been the trying that's what they've been trying to do they've been trying to restructure and he had his that contract. in Minnesota he had opt out clauses that, in that's, Minnesota that's why they've been trying to restructure his contract and sources have been saying if he was to sign with the Mets it'd be a whole lot less than 300 million and if he, he, he might not be happy with that but uh, but there's not many teams that can offer what the Mets can no, offer him there's not there's, that's it i mean San Francisco other, said goodbye the only other teams pirates <laughs> the, yeah, like the pirates. Pirates would offer, offer him a bag of chips and a and a cookie. Yeah, and, like and, the pirates. A, a juice box. Like, we'll, we'll pay for your lunches if you come. Yeah, put, like the pirates. One year, one year contract. That's what the pirates do. Give them. A, well, give, we'll give they, you one well, year. Well, in, if to be fair, the pirates they did pay pay Cabrian Hayes, and I love Cabrian Hayes. Okay, well they but gave him one still, year. Give give uh, give Carlos. The, give him one year. The matter at hand. Um, I don't think Carlos Correa is going to sign with the Mets. Um. Maybe he goes elsewhere. Maybe he stays on the free agent list. But people are concerned. It it's not. It's a trend when two organizations offer you a ridiculous contract, and both of them are concerned about your physical. It's a trend. Well, but it's that's also not, that's but, not a fluke. But it's also the fact that it's this these long term contracts. You know, obviously. There's a lot of heat because you got Rafi. I mean, as a side note, Devers just got yeah. offered a and huge I don't, contract. And I don't know what those the Red Sox are doing. Like you let go of Bogarts. Um, but you give Devers. I I thought Devers was as good as gone. Honestly, okay. I did. Okay. I thought Devers was gone because I didn't think the Red Sox were going to pay up. But I don't know what the Red Sox are doing. I, don't, I really don't. Look, I as, I don't think the the way I see it is if Carlos Correa doesn't get signed by the Mets, not the end of the world. I think the no, Mets, I don't the, think it is. I think either. the Mets will still move forward with what they have. You know, they'll still have to. And what they have is is amazing. Well, right now, if you look at the line, if you look at the Mets. Field right, you go. Third base has always been a platoon. They yeah. didn't have a regular third baseman since. Well, they, they do. They so, do. Well, they do have Escobar, who's playing really right, well. Right, Beatty's in the system. Yes. So, so I mean, it's not the end of the world if they don't get Korea, but we'll see what happens. I mean, Korea might turn around and go. All right, I'll take less for less years, and, if, and I'll if, show you. Look, and then it's a, that happens, it's a win-win. We'll si- it's a win-win situation for the Mets because you still have the roster to compete in the NL in the in the NL with. Teams like the Braves and and Dodgers, okay. but it's also a win if you get Correa because that's just a that's just an inch, instant injection of power which is notoriously out of this lineup, which okay. is what they need to compete in the NL. All right, next question yes. to you: How important is Jack Eichel to the Vegas Golden Knights' success? He just come back from injury. He's huge. Um, I mean, you look at the trade they made for him. They gave up their last couple of um, drops of future capital. They gave up Alex Tuck. That was supposed to be one of their last remaining prospects um, for him and a couple of other draft picks. You think about Eichel. He's, there's, it's no um, fluke that he was the Buffalo Sabres franchise guy. Um, when they failed to tank for Connor prior Con- to back Con- surgery, they, yeah. When they failed to uh, tank for Connor McDavid, they got the second pick and got Jack Eichel. Yeah. So it's not a surprise that um, he's such a huge part to this Vegas Golden Knights team. And the make no mistake about it, the Golden Knights must win because they have given up a ridiculous amount of assets. You think about uh, the prospect they gave up. Uh, to get uh, Thomas Shatar back in 2018. Who was that? Nick Suzuki. He's like one of the best players on the Canadiens right now and a future face of that franchise. Alex Tuck, given away. And you gave up so much prospects for guys like Alec Martinez and Mark Stone. Like, this is a roster that's built to win the Cup, mm-hmm. and they have to. Yeah. They have to win the Cup. And so, you know, this is, I mean, he needs to be on the, on the, on the ice in order for them to, to have 
some level of success because right and he's now looked, he's he looked healthy. He yeah. looked healthy at the end of last year um, with that disc that disc surgery that's never been performed on an on an NHL player. So right now they're leading the Pacific Division uh, at twenty at twenty seven twelve and two. Right, um, which is a really good record. Yes. You're you're leading the Kings. No one else is really in the stride. In crack the Kraken are doing well as Kraken. well this year. Flames are still in it. Um, but the Golden Knights are the cream of the crop in the Pacific, yes. and they have to win the Cup. It's as simple as that. I don't care about uh, first round, second round, conference finals. They have to win the they Cup. They have. To, well, I guess the idea is they had the better system they had last year because they didn't go as far as they should. And also, you think about their cap space as well. They've got no cap space because right. they, they traded assets to get Shea Weber, a physically wrecked Shea Weber that's never going to play again, but they shoved him on LTIR so his cap wouldn't count so they yeah. could make up the numbers. Mm-hmm. That's how much they're scraping for cap. They're doing it down to the cents. Well, they're pouring it right now. Look, the window right now is open, but it's definitely going to close if they don't oh, get no. it. Uh, well, their window's technically been open since their inaugural season, but that was a perfect storm of situations Whoa, of, stupid, of stupid GMs yes. which gave, who, who wanted immediate relief on the terrible contracts they signed, right, exactly. which allowed them to get all of, this, all, all of this talent. Yes. Um, now you and they got a lot of prospects back for taking on those bad contracts, mm-hmm. which allowed them to do this. Yes. But they have to win the cup. They have to win the cup because these assets they have will depreciate in value. Okay. It's as simple as that. They have to win the cup. All right. Uh, just a couple of things. Congratulations on Yamir Yager. So Yamir Yager. He's still playing at my age. I'm 50, he's and he's still, playing at 50. He just old man Yager. Is he still just playing. is a first player. To score in a Czech league wow. at fifty, y- he's still playing. Yager is still playing, still going. Last time, last w- I heard of him in the NHL, he was he had a very unpleasant. With the Panthers, he play, the yeah, Panthers? He, yeah, he had a very unpleasant exit from Sunrise. Yes, um, they just they just threw him out. They just threw him out, and oh, the well, Panthers still were going. The Panthers were a mess at that. So Yamir Yager is going to be like you know the modern day Bartolo Colon. He's going to be playing until he's oh, yeah. sixty. Oh yeah, he'll play until he's sixty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Another thing is, congratulate. Oh, the way back, we're going to way back machine. Uh, 29 years ago, around this time, Nancy Kerrigan was assaulted. Mm-hmm. Now, Nancy Kerrigan was a skater. Uh, this was during the, the well, height everyone, of the. Everyone knows about the. the even, if you don't, even if you Tanya don't. Harding, if you, even yeah. if you don't follow figure skating, you know about the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan scandal. Well, it makes sense because it was outside of anything anybody imagined for figure skating. It's like yeah. the scandal of Tiger Woods for golf. Since when? So this was. This was the thing. She got, a, she got a hit on that knee. Uh, yeah. Was da- you know, and luckily, it didn't. It no, didn't injure her. Didn't she injure still her. won silver. She still won silver. Like um, I, it's it's still a controversial thing nowadays. Uh, Tanya Harding, she insists that she had nothing to do well, with it. Was it was an ex. Her ex obviously look, thought of her and look, said, "Hey, I want to do look, this." Look. Do we really? All we can do is speculate. That's it. We, no one will ever know how much involvement Tanya Harding had. But and just, I don't think anybody cares anymore. Yeah, just, but both all, both aren't skating anymore. But, They've been out all, for a long but time. But all you gotta remember is, no, Nancy Kerrigan won silver. Tanya, Tanya Harding, Harding was eighth. Due to the laces issue. Yeah. So if karma is real, then it came back to bite Tanya Harding. Okay, and lastly, a uh, belated happy birthday to Victor Webanyama, who turns 19. He's going to be... Uh, a, He's going to be the presumptive number one overall pick. Of course, pick. which been, team's I, tanking the most? I, it's it. 
uh, doesn't even matter you, anymore. You think about teams like the Pistons, but it doesn't Rockets, matter. You have the worst record; Spurs, doesn't matter anymore. Like you have you the th- better odds, but it doesn't yeah, mean anything. You think about those teams; they're tanking for Wembenyama. Like they are. I've been, I've been on. Name this me one player on the Spurs team right now, starting five. I know nobody on that team. Uh, that's like G leaguers. I think Jakob Pertl's still there. Well, maybe that's like G leaguers after think, that. My God, yeah, on the, so, any of those players, yeah. But you think about um, I've been I've been known about Wembenyama for a long time now for around two years I've been mm-hmm. following him he's there's a reason why he's just he and we the term unicorn gets thrown around so much so I don't want to really broomstick. use that he's not a unicorn but he's broomstick. but he's he's something special man he's truly truly something special <laughs> okay and, and uh, I think, stay healthy Victor yeah, stay healthy that's and, all I can say and yeah and I was stay just about to touch on that point healthy I was about to, I was just about to touch on that point um in case barring a um <laughs> a medical diagnosis uh he's going to be the presumptive number of 1 course, overall pick of course we he's going to be there's a consolation prize waiting in Scoot Henderson who I really like he's really good I don't know any players I, I, I like Scoot Henderson him. man he is good he's a dog but but the prize is women Yama. It's like it's similar to that of um, Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. the sure thing. But will he turn out to be another Tim Duncan? Will he go to the Spurs? We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But right. anyway, that's it. That's it for our show this week. If you come from TikTok, welcome. Well, we there can... will be a TikTok entry soon enough. Yeah, coming up with me as the as the face. Yeah, you'll see. We'll, we do this thing every week. Uh, mailbox. Get those questions. No, no in. emails are coming in so far. It's um, the email, dry, bony. The email once again is junior senior two. <laughs> That's the sound of me blowing wind. It's junior. It's nothing in there. It's junior senior two views <laughs> at gmail.com. All lowercase. That's junior senior two views dot com uh, at gmail.com. All lowercase. Uh, next week we're gonna have. We'll the have last, the playoff picture set up. We'll have player, the last week. Playoff will be picture finished. set up. Yes. Uh, we'll. I'll maybe. Eat crow about my bad predictions. We'll see. Um, and we'll have some more NBA news on the line. We'll have some more NHL stuff going. Maybe Carlos Correa is a Met by then. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. But anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye.